everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Ranma, I think you were muted that entire time. Yeah, I didn't hear anything, boo. It was like pure silence. I was like, did I go deaf? I had like a moment. Oh, okay, okay. Left my chest. Okay, I think I know what happened. When I slit, when I when I knocked down the slider for the background music, I must have pulled the other the, my microphone slider as well by accident. Oh my gosh! I thought I was having like I don't know a soul leaving my body experience for a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I heard everything, but he's just like his lips are moving and yeah, exactly. Out, which I mean, not for nothing is okay sometimes. We have some we have some communal communal uh, thoughts in the chat. Of, well, that, that well, this is my this is my communal thought right here. Okay, that's all you need uh, to know. All right, let's start it from the top. Let's bring it on back. Okay, yeah, <laughs> anime jam session. Awesome. Let's go. All right, I'm not going to replay the intro, but I will say, uh, I, like I always do when I've been starting this off like the last ten or so years, which is pretty awesome. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number five hundred and four. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Bijiran Mess. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Yes, and I see it, Beery says, AJS Mulligan. I am all for that. And Ari wants to know, is that a still image? Um, Ichigo, she has some amazing magical skills, so, you know, if you ever see, like... Ghostbusters 2, you know, Vigo the Carpathian. It's something like that, so, you know. Just, yeah, you, you don't know. really have to worry unless the, the picture moves and she starts staring at you. I know, right? The the wizarding pictures. You know that I'm all up in this. I'm Maho Shoujo. You guys don't even know, okay? Yeah, and if the mouth starts moving and you start hearing um some Rick Ashley, then you know you're in for it. I was waiting for, like, the drum beat and the stuff to just roll on in. Well, maybe for maybe for uh, April Fool's next year. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Eh. Doing okay. Had a pretty good day today, so I, we're doing good. I, I, that sounds like a much-needed improvement. Which, which is a good thing. And don't worry, Ari, the header has been fixed. I adjusted it, so we're golden, so. Anywho, uh, let's go ahead and kick off the show tonight. Let's go down to the next section here, if it'll allow me to do so. If I'm not hitting it hard enough like I should. And there we go. Ah, so let's go ahead and kick things off with, um, actually, no. I actually skipped my entire spiel. I am sorry. I guess I guess the whole you know throwing everything off it in the beginning just threw off my entire uh, rundown. So, anywho, before we get into everybody's weekend day, just want to let you know we are live tonight, week of June twenty second, twenty twenty one, right here on Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays from nine thirty to eleven Eastern Standard Time. You can find us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're part of the Voice of Geeks Network. You can find them at vognetwork.com, as well as live here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. They kick things off on Sunday nights starting at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwell Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. 
And we also have a Discord. So come hang out with us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show as part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel. So come through, hang out, and have a good time. So now we'll ask everybody else, how was their week? How was their day? Mako. Um, not horrible. Good. I uh, basically just uh, sat around the house this weekend, which was really nice. And other than that, um, yeah, that, that's 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 basically it. That's good. Yeah, um, it was it was a nice relaxing weekend. Um, I've got a couple more plans. I did speak with uh, Jen, and we're plotting a hangout. That's good. So uh, yeah, so me and Applejack are gonna hang out and drink mead mm. and cider. Now you got me thinking of that one play. song from. Now you got me thinking of that one song from My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah, um, she's actually. Uh, we're planning to at some point hang out uh, because of one of the Pokemon Go uh, things that's happening in July. Okay. So we're plotting something for that weekend, and uh, hopefully everything works out. Um, don't know exactly what's going on, but we're gonna have some good Pokemoning fun. Okay, now before we move over to Ichigo, I gotta ask you about your weekend. On a on the Mandy scale from one to ten, one meaning you'll smile and the entire world will explode to ten where you will spare their person's life. What? How my weekend was? Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, one um, meaning Man Mandy will smile and the entire world will explode. To, to, to 10 where, you know, Mandy will stare and be like, you can go. Uh, I guess like a 7.58. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, my week was pretty good. Um, been working on a bunch of fashion illustrations uh, and doing all that stuff. So it's been kind of busy on that front. Um, and then of course, uh, gosh, it was yesterday. <laughs> mm. I went and had a tea time with a pa friend. Um, and they and I got together and went to an old battlefield park and had tea, high tea, and then walked around the park for like the good third of the day in the hot sun in full coordinates. Um, and that was fun. Your feet uh, must've been barking at the end of the day. I was dead. Um, I'm still achy today, which is one reason I like took it super easy um, as far as like the afternoon and everything. But it was, yeah, it was hot and I have sunburns on my forearms, mm. which I thought I was wearing enough sunscreen, but apparently not. Um, and now I know that in the future we should either do a early, early morning meetup or a late afternoon meetup or wait until fall. I think fall, fall, fall is good. Um, and so... I got together with them, and we got to catch up and chat uh, because we haven't seen each other in over a year, and uh, got to dress up, which was super fun. Um, and in general, I was dressed how, Bonds? I was dressed in EGL fashion. I'm going to call it cottagecore because um, that's kind of what I'm more getting into now uh, because cottagecore has a little bit more uh, ex elastic ability like you're able to do a lot more with that fashion so um yeah it was just a lot of fun it was just a super chill uh day uh, but we definitely walked around a lot i don't know if it was goth cottagecore as much as it was like i was a picnic table in a dress 
Um, but yeah, it was super fun. On the plus side in cottage core for you, Ichigo, it's easier to hide your axe. This is true, and I actually do have a picture of me holding an axe at a Viking uh, ship at another event dressed in full coordinate. So you're nice. not wrong. Uh, I do carry a battle axe on a regular basis, and I am one. Ka-ching! Uh, so yeah. This is why you are perfect to cosplay uh, that character from Cells at, Cells at Work. Macrophage. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the white blood cell. Yeah, ma the, uh, macrophage. Yeah, the, the one that looks very, very sweet and innocent, but is also very deadly. Yes, macrophage. That's definitely you. All right, so a couple of things happened over the weekend. Actually, one thing and something else that happened, I think it was earlier in the week or last week, I just kept forgetting. Um, and one of the groups that I was in, uh, some drama had popped up and... At first, I totally ignored it because I'm like, not my monkeys, not my circus, even though I'm one of the chat mods, I'm like, whatever. Till that person that was involved in it started complaining in another group chat. So I'm like, okay, talk to me, what happened? So he tells me the story and I'm just like, you know, okay, I don't know who this person is. This person's name doesn't, it doesn't ring a bell. So he says, be a picture and I'm like, I know who this person is. This was somebody I, I went to college with, somebody I used to chat with on a semi-regular. So he tells me his side of the story. So and I realized in that group chat, the guy that runs it, he always has like these parties every week. It's basically just us hanging out, playing video games. I've gone like the last couple of Saturdays and I just felt like I wasn't going to go this Saturday, even though it was there was a Sailor Moon theme. I'm just like, I just wanted to chill at home, watch Michelle stream, eat my sushi, whatever. So, between him and the group mob admin, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go to this party because I know the person involved. I'm like, I'm going to settle things between me and this other person. That was, I guess, my original intent because I realized that this new person who's joining, if they're coming to these parties, I don't want any, like, awkward bullshit or anything like that. So, I go. Me and them, we sit down for about a half hour, hashing out everything between us. So suffice to say, another friendship has been repaired. That's another notch on my belt. And in doing so, I found out the truth about the drama. So I know exactly what had happened. So I'm just like, well, it is what it is. So after all of that, I message my friend. I tell him, look, this is what happened. Best thing I could tell you is to think about everything that you did. And ask yourself, was it the was it the smartest thing to do? And think about after you do that, write down what you did and apologize for it. That's it. All I can do is forward it along. And if they accept it, they accept it. If not, it is what it is. I'm not going to like override any anything anything else. All I'm doing is you know making it calm, chill, and less chaotic for everybody. And there was that. So that's one thing. That's one good thing. The second thing is, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I check the mail like maybe two, maybe three times a week tops because I barely get mail as it is. If you come by my house and you see the mailbox full of mail, 99% of that mail is not for me. That 1% is for me and I'll check it whenever I feel like checking it. So, you know. And what happened was... We'll go back maybe about a month. 
my grandmother calls and says that she sent me a birthday card. And I think I may have shown it on the, on the stream before, you know, this right here. And she said that, that she sent me a card and my uncles sent me a card. And there is money in the card. So I'm like, okay, good. I go out and I find the birthday card. There's money in that one. The second card wasn't there. So I assume it got delayed. It's not the first time something like this has happened. I mean, I have sent out 40-something Christmas cards. And I just want you all to know, uh, one of my friends is like a sister to me. Just got her Christmas card for me about a week ago. Wow. Yeah. It took the card four months to go to Missouri and to come back and say, you know, that's not that's the incorrect address. I peel off the yellow label, stick it back in, and she and she tells me she just got it like about a week, week and a half ago. So it took six months for my quote unquote sister to get a Christmas card for me. How about that shit? Wow. I know. So I'm figuring the same thing happened again. Now one day, I think it was last week, I just happened to check the mail. I'm like, let me see. And I look in the mailbox and I see a birthday card. This one, just like this. And I look over and I'm like, huh, I wonder. I pull the card out and I see my uncle's names on it. So I'm just like, you mean to tell me these people upstairs saw something addressed to me, pulled the card out and realized it was not for, not for them. And they put the card back in the mailbox. The envelope was on the side somewhere. So in the back of the mailbox was this birthday card for me. And you're ready wow. for... Oh, wait, wait. Just, just wait. And here's the best part. The $20 was still inside. Hey. At least it was still in there. I know, right? <laughs> Honestly, that was the more shocking part. The $20 bill was still inside. Wow. Okay. Enough about that. We're going to get into housekeeping. Uh, don't forget to see me. See, I don't think anything changed. No. Yeah, don't forget. Um, VODs are available on YouTube.com. Go to YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session. There is a playlist called Podcast VODs. All the episodes that we do here on Twitch, you will find on the, on YouTube Thursdays at 12 noon. If it's up by Thursday, that means I, I, I forgot and it'll be up before the end of the weekend. That happened last week, so many apologies. So, And don't forget, we have a swag shop. Um, shop I think it's shop.vognetwork.com. Um, no, vognetwork.com slash shop. Um, buy some swag, you know, help support the Voice of Geeks Network. It's how we do. And I think that's basically is it. So, you know, we're going to go into our next section, um, Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk about some of the nerdier things of the show, like, and cool stuff like that. So I can see that Mako-chan's going back in time. Yeah, uh, just a little time travel today. Um, so I had collected, you know, one or two of the loot crates. Uh, anytime 
that something sounds interesting, right. um, I end up picking it up. So this one was a uh, back in time or time related. So it has an exclusive Back to the Future Dr. Emmett Brown pop figure. Um, I know I've also shown off the hoverboard um, that came with that crate. And I believe I showed off the uh, Doctor Who spork that I also got. Um, but yeah, that, you know, some of the crates I look at and they all seem really cool. Um, at least the stuff that's in it. I got the Deadpool one too when it came out. Uh, but yeah, so this is actually one of the first pops I got. And mm. now my collection is way too damn big. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is actually uh, the first. Oh, I'm pretty sure this might actually be the very first pop figure I got. I don't even remember the first pop figure Oh, wait, I think I know the very first pop figure I got. I will have to grab it off the shelf and share it. Yeah, um, th this was my descent into madness. <laughs> what descent? You were already have, there I when I met lot, you. I, I have a lot of pop, of pop figures now. Mm. So, yeah, this was my descent into madness. One of these days, I'm going to have to uh, show off my shelves to show off my pop figures because I, I have a lot of like I, I have enough that I don't even have all of them in my room. Um, I have my supernatural pop figures out in the living room since the living room is uh, TV and movie themed. So um, there's actually a little section for supernatural out there that those pop figures are there. Um, I'm also waiting on a custom pop figure. Uh, the original one was lost in the mail. Mm -hmm. um, and because the seller saw that it basically never arrived and uh, all of that good stuff, she's making me a new one. So I'll, uh, I'll have a custom uh, Supernatural pop figure at some point. Okay. But yes, this was my descent into madness. Hmm. And now I have all different size pop figures. Including a giant Agretzko one that somebody got you. Yes, I do have a giant Agretzko one that this asshole got me. Man, you know a lot of assholes. I do know a lot of assholes. Hmm. Ichigo, what have you been working on during Geek Roundtable? And while you do that, I'm going to go grab that pop off my shelf. No problem. Uh, I have been uh, watching, uh, obviously I mentioned re-watching Hunter x Hunter uh, last time, but this time I actually have cram-jammed, thank you ma'am, uh, Demon Hunter, or sorry, Demon Slayer. I, they're, they're very similar. I don't know. My brain is a potato right now, guys. Um, but I've, I, I basically, uh, I guess I watched all of Demon Slayer the first season uh, in basically a few days. So I, I did enjoy it, um, though I will not lie, Zenitsu about made me want to smack somebody um, <laughs> and made me want to stop watching. Other than that, uh, the show was pretty good. Uh, if you can guess what character I might cosplay from that show, definitely interact with us and the chat at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. And let me know what character from Demon Slayer you think that I, I really, really do thoroughly enjoy. Um, oh, yeah, I know the answer so to that one. What? I, I know the answer to that one. The answer sure to that Mako one does. is uh, the one that ends up dying. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah! 
well, yeah, that, yeah, fair, fair enough. I mean, I can remember we were uh, watching one of the anime, and uh, Ichigo's like, oh, I like her, and then, you know, two seconds later, she dies, and she's like, of course she died! No, no! That was so sad! You guys are so mean! I know, no, literally, I don't know why, but I love the ones that apparently are either the martyr, or they're just nice, and they get murdered for being nice, and... I can't not love them. They are little cinnamon buns, and I must protect. I um, mean, I don't know why. Like, I love Mammy, uh, Nemarin from mm-hmm. uh, Raising Girl Magical, May Raising Magical, Magical Girl Raising Project. Yeah, Magical Girl Raising Project. If you but, thought, yeah, Ma- like, if you I, thought, I, I look at this. If you thought Madoka was a, tugged at your heartstrings, go watch Raising Project. You will not be the same. Oh my god. Like, it was just, it was so bad. It was like, it was like, I, <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was like good, but it was bad. Um, but because they called me out too. They were just like, we know what character she's going to love. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. So, <laughs> see, Adabiri in our chat is just like, that's why I have to get into soap operas because they always come back. Yeah. They're always like dressed up as someone else or like, fall in love with someone and then disappear yeah no i you know i gotta get out of the magical girl anime and into the soap opera slice of life stuff but no uh demon slayer's been pretty good um it's been a pretty good uh series so far i'm excited for finding mugen train uh i think it's on uh one of the funimation yeah it's on funimation and i believe um, as of today they have the um the movie up there so Awesome. So I'm gonna have to look into maybe renting uh, it from Funimation or whatever platform, or borrow uh, somebody's account, or bo- yeah, or borrow somebody's account and watch it real quick. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I yeah, maybe I don't know if they're I don't I don't know how how nasty Funimation is to their account holders, but we'll I'll have to see if I have any friends who have an account. Um, yeah, I really thoroughly enjoy it. I like um this. I liked. I really liked honestly. It's been a long time since there's been a style of animation that has integrated CG so smoothly and so well mm-hmm. on top of the character development for a lot of the characters in it. Um, but I won't lie. Like, literally, Zenitsu, buddy, guy, dude, my friend, little lightning boy, you need to stop. Because <laughs> there were so many times that I, ha- I almost, like, stopped the anime and had to smack him because I could not. Anyway... That's been my weekend day, uh, and geek roundtable-y stuff. Right. So, we'll move on. <laughs> so, I actually went looking, as Mako-chan was talking about her um, her Funko Pops, uh, I actually went and got mine. So, I don't remember which one is the first Funko Pop I've ever bought. It's a toss-up between these two, so I'm just going to show them anyway. Velma Dinkley and May from Overwatch. I, yeah, it's one of I these still two. need a Velma, and they're so freaking expensive now. Say what? I said I still need a Velma, and they're so freaking expensive now. You know, I actually have two May pops. I actually got the. I actually got it for myself for Christmas, this past Christmas. Her holiday uh pop that GameStop had. I got it off of eBay for like I think it was fifteen with with shipping. I'm like that's not bad, so. There, I still need to get another Steven Universe uh, pop. Um, uh, my my favorite Dorito Peridot. I I need that one. So yeah, 
as you can see, we, we all have a thing for for Funko Pops around here, so. Yeah, that Velma is going for almost $90 on eBay used. I wonder how much it's going for on Amazon, though. Amazon has it new for $118.95. Oh, low! See, that reminds me of the one Johanne figure that I wanted, that I think I mentioned before. By the time I had the money together to buy it, it was just gone. I could not find it on Amazon. It's now going for anywhere between three and $500 on eBay. And I'm like, I don't want that figurine as much as I want to anymore. It's okay. I can pass on that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to collect the Funko Pops of the characters that I at least cosplay as. Mm -hmm. um, so I would really like a Velma Funko Pop. You, you but know, I'm not spending over a hundred dollars for a Velma Funko Pop. You know who? You know who? You know who needs a Funko Pop? Mm. Abby Shudo. Yeah, I don't know that they would do that though. I mean, they probably would if they go back and do the original collection of NCIS. Yeah, that uh, shh, that will be a day one purchase. Oh, hell yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into uh, tonight's articles. But on a side note, I want to give apologies to Bonds006. I don't know what he was posting, but he got timed out for five minutes, so... And I'm trying. I, I think what happened is, um, uh, Bonds was the only one posting mm -hmm. and posted so many times in a row because yeah. they were the only one posting that that's what timed it out. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to, and I'm trying to figure out within, um, uh, in the bot here, how to fix that. Like, don't do that. You know, it's okay. You know, but, um, yeah, I'll I'll figure it out one way or another. So you know, anywho, let's before we get into tonight's story, um, I I want to take I want to do a hot take real quick. All right, now we have been going to cons for at least twenty years, give or take, and we have seen some interesting things. Now, what I saw, th this popped up around, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, you know, around Colossal Con, and I heard rumors. I, I didn't believe it until I actually saw the picture. And I, and I gotta know, what the fuck were you thinking when you did that? So... As you can see in this photo here, there's a person cosplaying in full plate armor in a hot tub. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. He did a cannonball in the hot tub in full plate armor. Okay. 
This is on the side of what not to do when you're an asshole cosplayer who thinks that they are above everyone else. I do appreciate, though, that the small thing says uh, that the people in the hot tub can't believe he's real. Yes, because there are societal rules that don't disappear because you're in cosplay. My dude, if it was a LARP gathering... Or if there was a situation where other people understood that you were going to be playing around your little knights and, and, you know, fighting and stuff and awesomeness, this is not the place. And uh, and honestly, at that point, it's a matter of hygiene. And you, you, you're being gross, my dude. You're being See, I'm, gross. I'm not even I'm not even thinking that. I'm just thinking you're in full plate armor. You spent enough money to either have this commissioned to your size or make it yourself. Um, chlorine is a corrosive. Yeah. So unless you know, unless this guy went and rinsed off the metal, it's. It's a corrosive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah. can't even I can't even imagine going and taking that and putting I mean, yes, it's it's not, you know, gonna dissolve right away, but I would not be surprised if there's pitting and crap on there. Pitting, rust build up, the the amount of like I understand that he's probably if he has a full thing of plate mail, like you wouldn't go out and buy that. I mean, that's well over $6,000 worth of metal right there, guys. Now, And you wouldn't even go out and buy that, like, super cheap without knowing how to clean it unless you had someone who was going to clean it for you. But to me, this just reeks of, I did it for the meme! Now, here is an updated version of the... Uh, uh, hold on. There we go. There should be an updated version of the picture. The expression on that woman's face as she's holding her drink. Oh. Now, here, here's the funny thing. If someone said this happened at Otakon, I would have called them a liar. If someone said this happened at Katsukon, Zenkaikon, Anime Next, or something like that, I'd call them a fucking liar, and I wouldn't believe it. Now, they said it happened at Colossal Con. I've been like, so what else is new? Because let's be real. When it comes to outlandish shit like that, and someone says Colossal Con or Colossal Con East right afterwards, nobody should be surprised at it. Nobody. No, that, that would not surprise me once. See? At, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a heads up for our listeners who are into cosplay but might also be into historical accuracy or, you know, museum replica housing. Uh, when not in use, store the armor in a dry place. If it happens to get wet, dry it as quickly as possible. Moisture leads to rust, and nothing spoils armor quite like rust. Also, don't assume all rust is visible to the eye. Big spots can be seen from a distance, but small spots can be missed easily and lead to corrosion. The more you know. No, 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 no. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <sighs> and now that we got that bullshittery out of the way, uh, let's get into tonight's topics. And this popped up on my on my feed a few days ago. 
as a screenshot, and I didn't believe it until it's actually an article. This is off of Kotaku. It seems that there was a anime gaming convention in Australia that caught under fire, that were in kind of in hot water, because one of their vendors was selling Nazi and fascist swag. <sighs> Basically, fans were threatening to boycott the convention because of this. And I don't blame them. Multiple attendees actually commented on this convention's page, which is called Supanova. S-U-P-A-N-O-V-A. I am not sharing, I will not show screenshots of this because no, nobody needs to see this. But the link to the article is in our chat if you want to check it out. Multiple people have reported to the convention that this booth was selling fastish merchandise. And I'm... Why? This is very reminiscent of the time, I believe it was at Otakon and Katsukon, there was a vendor selling Nazi stuff, and I think they finally shut the person down, told them to leave. So, one of the shirts that they were that was being sold at this vendor's table was a shirt that said pink fascism and there was basically it had a bloody knuckle with a swastika in the fingernail and this is like this is like a very trashy shirt why would anybody want to wear this shit actually it's a flag but still why would you want to swing that flag around the hell's the matter with you I'm not going to go into full details of what was what was being sold because you don't really need to know that. But you need to know that the, the, the booth's name was called Celtic Panzer. Well, that name and all. And it seems that this booth has been selling this type of merchandise at Supernova for, in previous years and it kind of went under the radar. And I don't know how. But eventually, um, by Sunday morning of the convention... The exhibitor was shut down and told to leave the event. And I can't believe it took this long for it to, um, for this to happen. Uh, you know, this, this shit is absolutely un uncalled for. And, and, and I've started to notice this trend. It seems that whenever there is this bullshit with conventions where, you know, th there's like this type of merchandise and propaganda being sold, it's generally comic conventions run by old boomers who don't know their ass from a hole in the wall. So... I hope Supernova has learned their lesson from this, and this will not happen again. I'm just more annoyed about the situation than anything else, but you know. Yeah, it's the unfortunate side effect that, at least from what I see on the vendors, like the mm -hmm. table that they had up, it looks yeah. like they are hiding it like in this idea that they are vintage... Or like vintage military wear. It's, and unless... it's, yeah, I see. It has, it's like a cross between vintage military gear and vintage punk rock. And I'm like, no, this, yeah, this, this ain't it, Chief. This ain't you it. You can definitely see a lot of markings of a specific 
<laughs> brotherhood mm-hmm. that is quite racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say this, guys. Um, well, we got a hydration redeem, so we're all going to have to get hydrated before mm-hmm. we dehydrate. But uh, it, Japan is not known for not being racist, by the way. Japan has its own problems <laughs> with racism and the glorification of a certain someone with a very rectangular mustachio. Mm. So, just a heads up. Most definitely. Now that we got that, that bit of controversy out the way, let's talk about some good stuff, like Oran High School Host Club, The Musical. Here I come to save the day. No, 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 no. What I'm picturing is hearing the opening theme, Kiss, Kiss, Fall in Love, and everyone starts like kicking their, their legs up in the air like from Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's what oh my I'm gosh. seeing. They're not in, well, they are in tights, depending on the sh- on the episode you're watching. Sure. On High School Host Club gets a musical stage play in January of next year, 2022, the boys and girl of Oran High School Host Club are heading back to school in January of 2022 because a live-action musical stage play based on the popular romantic comedy manga by Bisco Hattori is being produced in Tokyo and Osaka. The main staff have been revealed for the production, including the original work by Bisco Hattori, which was serialized in Hakusensha's monthly Lola manga magazine. Try and say that five times fast, chat. Mm-hmm. Director Chobi Natsuki. Script Muk. Uh, Kazawa, music, you, from Vague, uh, or, or, uh, the name was Vague, organization, uh, Opera, Oran High School Host Club Production Committee. The main cast includes Junya Komatsu as Tamaki Suo, Masamichi Satonaka as Kiyoya Utori, Yu Futaba as Hikaru Hitajin, Kanami Futaba as Karu, Hitajin. Aito Konishi as Mitsukuni uh, Hanino Zuka. Shokato as Takashi Morino Zuka. And Oran High School Host Club was previously adapted into a 2006 TV anime with direction by Takuya Igarashi and animation production by Bones. Funimation distributes the TV anime in the U.S., while the English-language version of the original manga is available from Viz. And, of course, if you don't know the story, one day, Haruhi, a scholarship student at an exclusive Oran High School, breaks an $80,000 vase that, or vase mm-hmm. that belongs to the Host Club, a mysterious campus group consisting of six super-rich and gorgeous guys. To pay back the damages, she's forced to work for the club, and it's there that she discovers just how wealthy the boys are and how different they are from everybody else. I wonder if it'll be just as... I wonder if it'll be campy like the uh, Naruto musicals. Well, the manga and the anime are both campy as hell. Mm, true. So... To have it be campy, I, I mean, you're you're talking about a, a an anime um, where all of the guys end up dressing as women because they're jealous of the Takarazuka group that is attempting to take Haruhi away. Uh, makes sense. I I mean the the whole the whole thing with 
with the host club is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and it's ridiculous because they are spending so much money on things like importing a jungle into their room. <laughs> oh, I remember that episode. <laughs> it is. It's a pretty, it's, 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 it's the superfluous spending of, you know, of people who are out of touch with the lower classes, basically. And the fact that they can basically afford to do whatever they want, but they cannot afford the affections of the girl that they truly want the affections of. So, it, I mean, it's very, it's a very cute slice of life uh, show. So it I'm is. excited to see it translated to a stage play. That, that, it that is, and I have a feeling that'll be the next anime that actually gets a uh, full redo. Um, because they, they did end up cutting the anime short and uh, leaving it off at a place that it wasn't in the manga. Oh. So I can see them coming back and doing, you know, a, a retelling for making it closer to the manga, since the manga was still actually going on when the anime was uh, airing. So what you're saying, Mako, is that there's another generation of fans for Oran High School to kiss, kiss, and fall in love with the series. Yes, yes. I mean, if, if you know, they can start redoing Sailor Moon and they can start redoing other anime, it's just a matter of time before they go, oh, hey, this one didn't get an ending either. You know, it, it's so different from the manga itself. Let's redo this and make a crap ton more money by, you know, having this completed. And people will go, here, here's my money. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Meanwhile, Ronma one half fans are going. I felt that energy, Ronma. As soon as we were joking about it coming back, I was like, I can feel him seething through the freaking screen. I'm not even, my face isn't even up and I can feel him. I feel this like low hum of furious energy like you do in any character in Ronma one half. Just that hum of like, I am annoyed AF. Where's my Ronma one half? <laughs> Ronma four twenty one says, "Where the hell is my Ron Where the hell is the Ronma one half redo?" Exactly, my brother. Exactly. It's like that scene out of Clerks two where um Randall and Dante are behind the register and the dude that he went to high school with shows up at all rich and they're stuck working there. It's like Ronma and Ryoga are are working behind the counter and here comes Inuyasha walking in with his money and and they're looking at him like you motherfucker <laughs> all right all right let's let's move on let's let's get some moon prison power up in here um Mako-chan what's going on with Sailor Moon Crystal yeah, so this was something that I know a lot of people were trying to figure out since Netflix ended up getting the Sailor Moon Crystal um, Eternal films. Everybody was wondering, well, what about the anime itself? So Netflix now is listing that the Sailor Moon Crystal anime will begin streaming on the service on July 1st. The service lists that seasons of the anime will premiere on that day. Um, so they did end up getting the movies, uh, now they're going to, which, um, ends up being the third season of Sailor Moon Crystal, 
Um, so they are now getting the first two seasons. Um, I'm assuming then that that means that Hulu will no longer have it. As long as I can still buy the DVDs and the Blu-rays, I'm okay with it. I can't. I'm. St- I. I just don't like the fact that season two is like sixty something bucks. But yeah, no, all of that stuff is still on Viz. Um, so that's mm-hmm. you know that's perfectly fine. It's just I. I know that Viz had a thing with Hulu, uh, and they were airing at the same time. Yeah, that... I'm guessing since it's been so long between when they last had a new episode mm-hmm. and now uh, they must have lost the contract and were able to bring it over to Netflix. Well, from my understanding, Crystal is still on Hulu and it's still on Crunchyroll. So it could be the exclusivity has expired. That's possible too. I know Netflix yeah. is attempting to really increase its uh, selection of anime, yeah. um, including um, the stuff that they themselves are putting out. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me that they would bid to get something this popular on their streaming service. Now, I do know, like, there are some titles that are on Netflix that's also, like, on other streaming services, like Cells at Work, Demon Slayer. It seems like like half of the Funimation titles do end up on Netflix, so... Yeah, um, I know that a lot of the uh, direct movies, uh, the live-action movies, end up on Netflix, too, when they're Funimation-licensed. Yeah, Uh, which reminds me, I just found out today that one of the live-action Kenshin films that just came out is on Netflix right now. Yeah, I only watched the first two. I'm still, I know that there's at least one more out there, and then the last one is just airing now. Okay. So, so I, I need to catch up on those because those are really good. I don't think the first three movies are on Netflix anymore. I knew they were on Funimation for a while, but they got pulled. Yeah, no, um, it, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I haven't watched them. Um, so I don't even remember where I ended up finding them to watch. Well, if anything, I, I, I can find resources to acquire those movies. But at least, you know, with with the fourth film on Netflix, I assume the fifth film will probably show up there soon cuz I don't I think the fifth film just came out in Japan, didn't it? Did it not? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. last one just came out. Yeah. cuz I know the one before was called The Final and the second one was called The Second or something like that. Mm, I don't remember. I think I, or something. See, Ronnie Kenshin movies. Uh, yeah. The final, the beginning. That's what it is. Mm. So, let's see. The beginning um, is already out. So, see, the last one, the final, came out in April, and it hit fun and it hit Netflix in June. That's like what three months no two months i would assume that the beginning will probably hit netflix by august give or take hmm. i don't and i don't mind waiting 
But um, let's get back into some. Let's see. So we got that, and now a friend of mine actually went to this. There is a Sailor Moon Cafe in Houston, Texas, or at least a themed one. And from yeah, the, I've yeah. seen some video. Uh, they actually have cosplayers that go through dressed as the characters, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but it is uh, Temple of the Guardians. It's a Sailor Moon-inspired fan cafe, which is running between June 11th and June 27th uh, in Houston, Texas. Uh, takes place inside of the Pop Fancy Dessert Bar located in Belfair Food Street on the west side of Houston. And it's for a limited time. Um, it is. It has themed foods, uh, photo ops, merchandise, and a gallery of all things Sailor Moon. And it actually is really cool. They have up on one of the walls uh, mannequins dressed mm -hmm. in all of the uh, Senshi costumes, complete with wigs and accessories and weapons. Um, so it's kind of cool to just go in and look through and see what's uh, you know what's on display. It's a collaboration between Pop Fancy Pops and Snap2, who have previously organized several other fan cafes. Um, they're the same team that created Tavern at the Wall Rose, an Attack on Titan-inspired cafe, Army Cafe, a BTS-inspired cafe, and several other anime and K-pop themes. Their goal is to create unique events for fans by fans. So, uh, you enter Temple of the Guardians... And you are able to play some of the games. Um, and there's two arcade cabinets that are set up so that you can play them while you wait. And it looks like it is uh, the two Sailor Moon fighting games, uh, which is all kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, they have an entire drink menu. They have various displays of merchandise, which includes uh, the various figures um, they have a display up of all of the uh, various wands and henshin material and the proplicas. Uh, they have themed foods, and the cups are adorable. Uh, the cups are color-coded uh, and have the character's eyes on them um, and then have straws with little paper uh, straw holders that have the characters on them. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really cute idea. It's, I, I really would love some of the merch that is coming out of this just because it is adorable. Um, so, uh, let's see, they have, um, a moon gorgeous meditation drink. Uh, it's a sparkling pink guava and cherry blossom lemonade with crystal boba. There's a Jupiter Oak Evolution, which is a green apple sparkling lemonade with crystal boba. Uh, there is Venus Love and Beauty Shock, which is a passion, uh, sparkling passion fruit lemonade with crystal boba. And uh, there's a strawberry milk tea, which is modeled after Luna and Artemis. Mm -hmm. And that is... Uh, it's a Japanese-style strawberry milk with fresh strawberry puree and topped with a cat gummy paw. Um, so that's really adorable. They have little desserts, um, and again, they're all Sailor Moon theme. Uh, the photo ops allow for people to uh, 
pose with the mannequins. Um, and then there are uh, other background-ish type of things that you can pose with. Um, and again, uh, the video I saw, they actually had people that were dressed as the characters there. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really awesome to see that somebody, you know, went ahead and went to this extreme to do something like this. And it would be nice if this would be in someplace other than Houston, Texas. Mm. <laughs> see, all right. To, to, to Ari is asking, is there any uh, drinks based on Ami? There probably is, but it doesn't say, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Uh, secondly, I'm, I'm... Yes, I'm, there is. Okay. Um, you can... They have... Here, let me see if I can pull it up. So, uh, it's a Mercury Aqua Rhapsody, mm. which is sparkling blueberry lemonade with uh, blue crystal boba. And there is a Mars, which is Mars Flame Sniper, which is sparkling strawberry lemonade with crystal boba. They have uh, little cake shops with all of the... I mean, everything is inner senshi themed. Um, or you can get, you know, there's a Starlight Honeymoon Therapy Kiss Cake, which is basically mm. just a rainbow cake. Um, they do have... Uh, the desserts are the outer senshi, so you get uh, outer senshi sundaes. Um, and that has Chibi Moon in it. And then they have the Silver Millennium Specials. So they have a Nehalania Milkshake, um, the Moon Kitty Strawberry Milk, uh, Pink Sugar Heart Attack Waffles, Strawberry mm -hmm. to uh, Crystal Tokyo Strawberry Parfait, and Odongo Dongo. Mm. One thing I'm kind of surprised, I'm surprised that it's not in, um, in Houston's Chinatown. Granted, their Chinatown's only like about two blocks, but you know. Oh well, I wouldn't worry too too much. Yeah, I mean it's it's really awesome that you know things like this are going on. I love that they actually have um, different styles of the uh, Fuka on display. Mm -hmm. um, so it does look like they have a cosplay exhibit as well um, for photo op. And those actually look more like the Miyu uh, costumes over something similar to the anime. Mm. And I, I, I think it's really cool that, you know, something like this is going on. Um, again, I just wish it was here so I could partake. I know, I know. And as um, as Ari says, the drink based on urine should be a jumbled shot of Jack Daniels. Well, you're not wrong there. Hmm? All right. So let's talk more about Demon Slayer. And I know we have been talking a lot about Demon Slayer since the beginning of the year, but... God damn it, that's not an awesome anime. I don't know what is. But we're going to tell you that the movie... Mugen uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train, the film, sold over one million copies in three days. That, that's just wow. It seems that Aniplex revealed in a press release that Mugen Train had sold a whopping, basically over one million copies on its first three days of release. And this includes the pre-order shipping day, which is June 15th. 
and, and has become one of the biggest home video releases in the modern era in Japan. Now, the next day, Oricon reported that the Blu-ray limited edition and regular DVD editions were number one on the charts for the day and have broken previous first week sales records for 2021, overtaking Snowman Asia Tour 2D 2D. Over the next few days, each release helped push Mugen Train to over 1 million and likely solidifying it as the biggest release of the year. Wow. In this apocalypse? Hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for anime. Like, I know. that's pretty good for films and stuff coming back. I know. Now, here's a quick a bit, a bit of a breakdown um, on pre orders going out. Limited edition Blu-ray, 268-490 copies. Regular edition Blu-ray, 201-895 copies. Limited edition DVD, 115,499 copies. Regular DVD, 218,195 copies. For a total of 804,079 copies. Wow. Now, the next day of release day, for those who didn't pre-order, limited edition Blu-ray, 30,007. Regular edition Blu-ray, 50,881. Limited edition DVD, 20,751. Regular edition DVD, 71,507. That brings the total to 173,146. Now, the third day, Blu-ray limited edition, 12,549. Regular edition Blu-ray, 33,609. Limited edition DVD, 8,609. Regular edition DVD, 42,178. For a total of 96,945. And over the last three days, those first three days, 1,074,170 copies. Wow. That, that's just, I, I'm just, I'm literally floored by that. And one thing that's interesting that's noted here that the difference between the limited edition Blu-ray and the regular edition DVD. It seems that people who want the limited edition, they just pre-ordered the film and had it shipped out, while many who went to physical stores on street date and got the regular DVD, which is basically the cheaper version. Huh. And this may not even be the most accurate numbers because there are some online retailers like Ufotable Web Shop, which saw the site break under heavy load of people trying to get pre-orders and have since said that any orders of Mugen Train will be shipped one to three weeks after purchase. Wow. So, and just so you know, uh, Demon Slayer, I mean, Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba, the movie, Mugen Train, opened in Japanese cinemas on October 16th and had the best opening weekend in Japanese cinema history, becoming the highest grossing film in Japanese theaters ever, the highest grossing anime and Japanese film worldwide, and the highest grossing film of 2020. In North America, Mugen Train made its stop in theaters on April 23rd, available and dubbed and subbed, with a digital and streaming release of the film as of today becoming the first anime film to top U.S. box office since Pokemon, the first movie in 1999. Wow. And don't forget, we are getting a second season, and it'll be premiering sometime later this year, and I can't wait for that. Mm. 
And now, finally, with interesting articles, uh, a Superman gourmet manga? I hope that it is super oishi. You see what I did there? Yes. Uh, yes I will I see did. myself out. Um, da, 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 da. <laughs> DC Comics Superman gets a gourmet manga in Kodansha's Evening Magazine. The official website for Kodansha's Evening Magazine announced on Thursday said that Satoshi Miyakawa from Space, Space Battleship Tiramisu and Kai Kitago will an, launch a new manga starring the DC Comics character Superman titled Superman vs. Meshi Superman no Hitori Meshi or Superman vs. Food Superman Dining Alone. In this year's 14th issue of Evening on June 22nd, the manga will also serialize Kodansha's Comic Days website. Uh, oh, it will be serialized on the website. Miyakawa is penning the story and Kitago is drawing the art. Um, and in the chat, I have shared with you the article link and you guys can check out the art there. Uh, he, he has very much uwu eyes, okay? That's, that's the biggest change I can tell you is that he has uwu anime eyes. The story will center around the daily pastime of the strongest man on earth who can hear the growling of the stomachs throughout Japan at lunchtime with his superhuman hearing. The title is an apparent nod to Masayuki Kusumi and Jiro Taniguchi's The Solitary Gourmet or Koroku no Gourme manga, which follows a solitary salesman named Goro Inagashira as he travels all over Japan and samples of the local cuisine found on street corners. This manga inspired an ongoing live action series with eight seasons and a net anime. And Fanfare and Pone Mon are planning to publish the manga in English. Mm. The Superman vs. Meshi uh, manga is part of the second phase of DC Comics' collaboration with Kodansha, which includes the launch of Batman Justice Buster uh, and also uh, the collaboration's first phase spawned the Wanope Joker, or Joker, the one-man operation, which launched in on January 7th earlier this year. Miyakawa also writes the story for the manga, and the art was by Kesuke Goto. Uh, Masato Hisa from Nobunagan, or Area 51, launched a manga adaptation of the Batman Ninja anime in Monthly Heroes in June of 2018 and ended it in September 2019. It won a Salon Award in August of 2020. Uh, and yeah, it, it, Superman goes uwu and feeds the, the uwu masses. Now, there you go. One thing. Here is a picture of how, he, how, how Superman looks in this manga. I don't know about y'all, but he looks like Christopher Reeve. He does. I yep. think that that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I think that. Yes. <laughs> I think that that's what it is. I, is that he looks like Christopher yeah, Reeve. Yeah, because like to be perfectly honest, my first introduction to Superman was the movies and that curl Christopher Reeve had. So when I saw that, I'm like, you know, it look it reminds me heavily a lot of Christopher Reeve and now I'm looking at like his face the, uh, the way they drew Superman's face I'm like it's like it's an ode to the Christopher Reeve you know mm -hmm. and as Ron before 21 says was there any other logical choice to use but Christopher Reeve and you have I, you got a point there you got a point there sir that's really cool all right. Yeah, I like that they're doing um, so many collaborations and so many spinoffs with uh, the mainstream 
comics from the U.S. I know it's been done before, um, but with the popularity now of um, Marvel movies and DC movies, yep. it's nice to see that the manga versions are getting such um, notice and prestige. And I, you know, and the stories are weird but they're different and you know they're very japanese <laughs> i mean it's just a matter of like seeing uh it's kind of like seeing a community like hero or like a story through another culture's lens mm -hmm. and we all know that like whenever a lot of stuff from goes from america to japan they kind of japanize it or japanize it where they like take it and they like make it over the top because that's just what the type of literary culture yeah. does. And we should be back live right now. So we are back on Twitch. Uh, many apologies on that. Uh, my computer decided to lock up when I decide when I went to click a link in OneNote. It just locked for some odd reason but don't worry uh the audio and the video have been secured so we should be good to go so cool if chat yes. wants to run me down on where i was in the article for you guys i think i just finished up the little bit about the yukata or at least the first yukata that they have which is going to be a nighttime level um it's basically mm -hmm. a nighttime level uh display on it. it i think it looks really really cool um, the secondary kimono is of the enemies over a red background in a burgundy inking. And then, of course, my favorite of all the kimono, which are going to be the night stage version, which is also the dungeon version in the stone level. I wish it had a little bit of the lava, but, yeah. like, I get it. Um, and it's going to be uh, a Mario's M emblem on it, like an old-time Samurai Clan crest mm, uh, and nice. i like the fact that they've made the obis reversible which if you ever wear wa style which is the traditional japanese style which incorporates a lot of the yukata kimono and other traditional fashions um it's nice to have pieces that are interchangeable i also love the fact that they have folding fans in this collection because i am an avid fan collector i am a fan of fans mm. uh, i'm a and... fan of fans too so i was actually looking <laughs> at those myself uh, and then of course they have a bullet bill bullet bag uh, which is really awesome for your Nintendo golf vibes, for your Nintendo golf girlfriend, boyfriend, or magical non-binary non souls like myself. And then, of course, they have wallets that are inspired by Mario and Luigi, because bros forever. Um, Hip Shop is producing some, it looks like, boxer briefs, which both have Mario and Peach on them, um, but those are non-gendered, obviously. Anybody can wear them. And then Angelic Pretty has lost their damn mind, okay? They have made a full-fledged Princess Peach dress coupled oh. with a tiara that will probably cost you, you know, just an arm and a little bit of your leg. Giraffe is offering neckties and tie clips, and that's just a small sampling of the complete lineup which also has plenty more casual items like t-shirts, socks, pouches, and other stuff bearing Mario's likeness. The whole batch will be available starting July 1st at Parco Physical Locations and through the chain's online store or through online scalpers at outrageous prices. <laughs> and if you're stopping by a brick-and-mortar location, don't forget that Shibuya's Parco building is also where you'll find the Nintendo Tokyo Superstore. <sighs> You, you you had me at what 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 you said about about angelic pretty about it being overpriced. 
I mean, I don't think it's overpriced. No, no, Obviously, no, no, no. It's just that I, 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 I had a moment. I had a Tyler moment. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's obviously yeah. it's not a traditional angelic pretty dress. And mm-hmm. while I think it would be gorgeous as far as like a cosplay is concerned, I definitely know that angelic pretty's pricing is definitely not um, economy budget friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, most of their dresses are like a minimum of two hundred dollars. And if that's a set, like if that's coming as a set, I could see that easily going for over three hundred to four hundred bucks. I'll, I'll say this: the dress is perfect if if the person is doing smash brothers uh peach because of mm. how detailed the dress is mm-hmm. so i think it would be pretty though i'd give it a second glance if i was going around at a convention and i saw a princess peach dress than that i think it's very nice for what it is very okay um moving right along to our set to our next story out of japan here well that that's that's comforting yeah, so, uh, yeah, um, a Japanese love doll was mistaken for a drowned corpse and saved by emergency services anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so, it, it's just, it's, I, I'm so weird out. Anyway. Um, Are you saying so this article broke you? A Japanese YouTuber who typically makes videos about visiting hot springs recently made one about uh, an ordinary, an out of the ordinary uh, drifting um, thing. She posts, while I was filming for my fishing video, I thought that a corpse had come floating by, but it turned out to be a Dutch wife, which is a love doll. And it seems someone misunderstood what it was and called the authorities. So a ton of police, fire trucks, and ambulances showed up. Thankfully, the wife was safely rescued. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, she quickly realized what it was. It definitely, it's definitely easy to mistake an upside-down love doll floating in the water as an actual drowned person. So we don't blame whoever um, called emergency services. Uh, better safe than sorry. Um, however, um, uh, uh, yeah, um, an illegal disposal of oversized garbage. Thank you, emergency services, for your hard work. Um, <laughs> I, there are pictures in this of them pulling up this love doll, and it looks so horrible because it is so waterlogged and dis disjointed um so they actually have it on a rope and this thing looks kind of alien as they're just pulling it up from the bay or river where they are it has no head (laughs) i i think it's like either stuck forward or back um because in the picture uh of it floating um it does have a head and hair um, but what yeah, Jinji I don't... Ito dystopian body bullshit is this? Yeah, it's <laughs> so it's so weird. Um, this picture of it being pulled out. Um, so some Japanese netizens react to seeing the rescue in action. Go, yep, I'd mis- I'd make the same mistake. Um, if I were fishing alone at night and saw that, I'd pee myself. Uh, LOL. I bet those police and firefighters felt pretty awkward. I'm just glad to see her safe and sound. Um, it's funny for sure, but not fun for the emergency services. Dispose of your garbage properly, people. Exactly. 
So, uh, yeah, um, I, the pictures are absolutely amazing. Uh, some of them do show that there were quite a few um, cars available. It uh, looks like, uh, let's see, one, two, two fire, looks like two or three police, uh, looks like at least one ambulance. Um, all to rescue a love doll. Thank God she's safe. Well, I mean, I guess that's cheaper than having a um, a a love doll funeral service. Yeah, you know what? If if if, if no, I'm just I'm not going there. Go you go 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 go. No, I'm just I, I I'm just. Picturing a Viking funeral for a love doll. Now. <laughs> there are there are weebs out there that would do that, and I believe I think in Maine they're actually they're trying to pass legislation for Viking funerals. Hell yeah, Th that's the way I'm gonna go if it happens. <sighs> oh God. And now, I'd say it's the piece of resistance, but let's be real, it's not. It's We have a Wakayama man stealing a uniform from a school caught by a mysterious man using the restroom in the middle of the night. How does... So what happened was around 9.30 p.m. on June 15th, basically last week, a 55-year-old office worker by the name of Tamiya Ueda entered a public high school in Wakayama City. He then stole a sailor-style school uniform that was stored in one of the rooms and put it on. And evidently, Ueda had one hell of a time with it because he was there for hours, well into the morning of the 16th. And that's when things got stranger. Around 2.40 a.m., Uera, who was still wearing said uniform, entered a restroom inside the school. While he was in there, he bumped into another man in his 30s. This man restrained Ueda and called the police to come and arrest him. In custody, Ueda admitted to burglarizing the school for its uniform, but the rest of the world does want to know, and as do I, who the hell was the guy in the school bathroom at 2.40 in the morning? There are a number of rational explanations such as the man being a security guard, maintenance worker, or a teacher working late. I never heard of teachers working that late. The report simply described him as a man in his 30s who lives in Wakayama City. But there is no information as to regards to where he works. Readers of this of this story had various things to say about that. Just a guy hanging out in the school restroom at night. He's in the school restroom at 2 a.m. 
if this happened in the girls' room, then there'd be some dark stuff going on. These kind of thefts are happening a lot in schools, so they probably have patrols. I hope that's what this is. It must have been a guard, but why did the report just call him a man? If he wasn't a guard, then, then he was trespassing, right? There is no mention of the other man facing trespassing charges or any other charges at this time. It seems he was confident to call the police himself. He clearly felt that his presence in the school restroom at the time was lawful. The only explanation that, that one can think of is that the man is part of an elite covert counter school theft unit. They dig, deep in t they dig deep to catch those who steal shoes and tennis rackets in the act, but their very existence must be kept secret to stay one step ahead of criminals at all times. And this is stuff that we have kind of mentioned on this show. It might be overkill, but we all know what happened to those piano covers that we talked about last year. So, yeah. So what you're saying is Law & Order SUU, School Uniforms Unit? Dun dun! <laughs> and as Washio Otaku says, when you gotta go. Well, and you'd actually be surprised because a lot of bathrooms are actually separate from the main school buildings. The schools that we toured when my sister was there teaching English were actually, like, the bathrooms were literally outside. Like, they were in outside buildings mm -hmm. that were separate from the main school hall. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's the case of the guy was walking by the area and had to use the restroom and knew that the like the building was going to be off-site of the school or like yeah. he was just on the grounds and he wasn't actually inside the school, but then he noticed that there was commotion going on or a light on and went inside to check. Because hmm. um, especially in a lot of smaller cities and stuff like that, like they are very much in the idea of like, you don't have to lock your doors and all these other things, which, I mean, right. it's not good mm -hmm. but like small communities get that feeling of safety so it could yeah. have also been a case of that as well and as Questbuster says this sounds like a side quest for one of the yakuza games you know you're 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 not wrong it about that does. yeah <laughs> i didn't know you played the yakuza games uh ichigo I haven't played through the whole first one but i really want to get back into them mm. i didn't have a computer that could play them so I need to get back into playing them. I have to see where we had it, what what platform we had it on. But I'd love to play them again. Oh, you should also play Borderlands too. I have uh, Borderlands in my queue. It's just a matter of of working through all of them. Okay. You do know I gifted you a copy of that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just I making think it's sure. still on okay. my Steam. Okay, just just making sure. I I, I really hope that they. I hope that you get into that you get into the series and catch up to us on Borderlands Three and they enable cross platform. It's going to be chaos. I could just see that. But anywho, enough about that. I I, I think it's time to to kind to basically wrap wrap up the show. So yeah, yes. And let me make sure that the audio is going through the right output where it's supposed to. Let's go ahead and just. Start closing stuff up. Well, so if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, we're independent podcasters, we do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're telling you straight up as is. If you have any questions about the show, 
drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, anime tips and tricks, no, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, anime reviews, links to our YouTube video convention coverage, and links to our uh, Facebook page of of convention and cosplay photo coverage. All that and more at animejamsession.com. And don't forget to uh, support us through podcasting. Whatever app that you have for podcasting, whether it's Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, anything. Just search Anime Jam Session. Over 500 episodes for you to check out. So take a spin, listen, and tell us what you think. You can also leave reviews through certain apps, so please do, and we really appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our social media. Anime Jam Session on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us on all of those. Follow us on YouTube for convention videos. Follow us on Facebook for cosplay convention photos and when we're going live. Twitter for when we're going live, articles, and then some. One way or another, you can find us. And don't forget uh, our tip jar down below. Uh, we have a link to our Streamlabs and our Ko-Fi. Um, bits go a long way. Um, auto hosts, please auto host us and we'll look out for you as well. Every little bit how counts. I just want to say due to everybody, you know, donating to us in the last round, hosting has been paid off for a year. So thank you so much. You guys are awesome. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words. Mako-chan. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> just want to stay home and bang the drum all day? Yeah, something like that. Last words, Ichigo. I'm going to work on some cute emotes and then maybe go to sleep. Have a good night, y'all. Sleep's a good thing. My last words. I'm going to actually enjoy this nice breeze coming in. And, ha- and enjoy some trail mix and watch a little bit more TV. So, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Ari will be here. Everybody will be here. It'll be fun. So, come on out and join us. We want you to be here, too. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Night. Bye, losers. Excuse you? Love you. <laughs> God. I expected that from 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 Mako, not you. God. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. All right, we'll see y'all next week. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!